Welcome to Simon Says Educate. I'm Simon, your AI host, and I'm here to guide you through the exciting world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. Together with my human co-hosts, we'll explore the latest trends and best practices in education, bringing you a fresh and engaging perspective on what's happening in classrooms and beyond. Each week, we'll dive deep into the issues that matter most to our community, interviewing faculty members, students, and other thought leaders in the field. We'll discuss everything from the newest teaching strategies and classroom technologies, to the challenges and opportunities of online learning, and the impact of education on students' lives and careers. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired and informed as we embark on this educational journey together. Welcome to Simon Says Educate. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to Simon Says Educate. This is our first episode. Uh, that was Simon up on the top, giving us our nice intro. Simon is actually going to be asking us questions. And the first question that uh, he's going to ask is about who we are and our past experiences. Can you share your personal experiences and the key moments that led you to pursue a career in education, particularly at Clover Park Technical College? I'm Kristen, the Director of Teaching and Learning here at Clover Park. I've been here for 15 years. I would have never in a million years thought that I'd end up at a college teaching. And even more than that in administration. But when I was a child, I was the one who loved the red marker from my teacher. And I would do anything I could to collect papers and pass them out because that's all I ever wanted to do was teach. And I thought I was going to forever be in K-12. But that really only lasted five years because it's K-12. And it was a struggle. But I taught sixth through 12th grade English in various places. And through a series of random events, I ended up at Pierce College teaching English as a second language and at Clover Park Technical College as a GED examiner just to get my foot in the door. And what I noticed was I love the atmosphere of a technical college and the mission of educating our students for career pathways that will get them immediately into something that helps their family. So I ended up stopping teaching at Pierce College, that's a community college, and only taught for Clover Park because I felt like we achieved that goal quicker and I loved our student population. Specifically, Clover Park, why I've stayed here is because of the students. I think that it's, since I started my career in basic skills, so adult basic education, I see students get their credential and it impacts them forever. So they're getting that first high school credential. It's just setting them on a path for, um, upward mobility for their family. So through being here, I realized there's a lot of people that didn't have the opportunity to get an education degree and knowing how to teach isn't something that people need to be born with or anything. They grow into it. And I think what I wanted to do at the college is support faculty who are experts in their field, but wanted to become better teachers. So that led me to telling the president of the college that if I could have any job 
that it would be to help support faculty. And she said, if I had money to do that, I'd put you in that position right now. And then fast forward to COVID and that's what happened. And here we are. All right. I'm uh, Jeff Kane, and I'm a curriculum and instructional design specialist at Clover Park uh, Technical College. And I got into education through education support. So I was, um, I had a, got a degree in English and I started working in um, K through 12 schools in the Bay Area, mostly San Francisco. And um, from there, I um, wound up working in writing labs um, in colleges. And uh, from there, I started working in the online world, you know, from from writing labs to um, to working in uh, online uh, courses. So that was how I made kind of the bridge from teaching to um, instructional design was helping other faculty figure out how to do what um, I was already doing. Um, I've always been interested in education myself. Um, I have teachers in my family and I've always seen education as a transformative experience and nothing really brings home education as a transformative experience is working in community colleges and the technical colleges because what we do as educators in this space uh, not only just transforms the way people uh, think or approach the world, but it also practically transforms their lives because a lot of our students are first-generation uh, college students, and they're here. And in a very short time, they can get a uh, career and uh, make a big difference in their families' lives. And so by working here, I feel like I'm a part of that difference-making. Hello, my name is Ronald Lethko, and I am a curriculum and instructional design specialist at Clover Park Technical College. And uh, I got my start here at Clover Park as a student. And when I was a student here a while ago, uh, my I originally wanted to be a game designer. And so I finished my certificate here and uh, I was really proud of the education that I got, but I still felt like I needed some more training before I got a job in the industry. So um, I got my undergraduate degree from Sacramento State. I made a couple of moves around. I went to Italy for about a year, and I also worked at Disneyland for about a year. And when I finished all those things, it was time for me to find a job, but it was a little hard at that time to find jobs. So I decided to just kind of on a whim, go out to teach English to Korean students in Korea. And uh, I guess I got bit by the, the teaching bug. I fell in love with teaching, but it wasn't, I, I wasn't a huge fan of getting up and standing in front of people and teaching them. Uh, I was more of a fan of the behind the scenes, um, setting up the classes, the lesson plans, the curriculum, uh, thinking about ways that I could uh, make the classes more motivating for the, for the young learners. Um, and while I was uh, doing my teaching out there, um, I really got a chance to kind of hone my skills. And I also uh, got a master's degree from San Diego State University. 
in learning design and technology. And I found out that you can actually make a career uh, doing this type of work where um, instead of focusing directly on the instruction, you're kind of focusing instead of on the motivation um, so that the learners actually want to learn. And that's what I found out is that if they're present, if learners are presented the material in a way that makes them want to learn it, then it doesn't matter what the material is. So full kind of full circle earlier in 2023, uh, I came back to Clover Park Technical College this time as the uh, curriculum and instructional design specialist. And uh, we are working together here and trying to do the best that we can for the people here at Clover Park and for all the people that are listening to this podcast. I think that's all that I have, but we have another question from Saibed. The world of education is constantly evolving with new teaching strategies and technologies emerging all the time. How do you stay up to date and incorporate these innovations into your work at CPTC? So one strategy that I was really interested in was gamification, which actually is what led us to hiring Ronald. So I think, while it's not a new strategy, understanding what's going on around the world is really important. I think people are our greatest asset. So talking to other professional developers, instructional designers, that to me has given me some of the best um, emerging technologies and strategies. So I have regular meetings with my professional developer colleagues across the state. I also think just being involved in um, social media, things come up. Um, through COVID, I think Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, became kind of a lifeline for people that were trying to transition their campuses to to online remote emergency instruction. And so through that, I learned a lot of new things that were coming out. And I also, it might sound silly, but currently with the AI focus of a lot of people, I've been finding things on TikTok that has led me down rabbit holes. I know that some people struggle with that app, but I think that I just try to get my hands in a lot of different places to learn what's going on in all different sectors of education. I think we can learn a lot from K-12. I think that <clears throat> higher ed tends to be 10, 15, 20 years behind the innovations that have happened in K-12. And when students come to us, whether they're high school students or they're coming back after 10 years, they're probably wondering why we don't utilize some of the strategies that K-12 is utilized, so I look at what K-12 is doing also. I think that's that's mainly it, reading news sources, just staying up to date on uh, leaders in the fields that I'm interested in, um, and then talking to our faculty and what are they doing and, and what innovative strategies and technologies are they using already and how can we support them? Honest question, how long do you spend on TikTok every day? Not that long, maybe half an hour. Yeah. All right. Is that long to you? I don't know. It seems like a long time on TikTok because oh. the videos are so short, right? And you're just like, yeah, but it goes so fast. It's a time suck. You have okay. to be careful. So that's what I hear. 
Yeah, this is an interesting question for me because um, this whole idea about the world of education constantly evolving. Um, I think a lot about our relationship to uh, to technology, and um, one of my uh, favorite quotes from Marshall McLuhan is when he's talking about how uh, we we're traveling into the future, but we can only look through the rearview mirror. And uh, I like to add that objects may be uh, closer than they appear, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things sneaking up on us even through the uh, rearview mirror. And I think it's really important to participate in community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that community, for me, takes place in places like the uh, the state board sponsors an instructional design meeting every week and a uh, badging meeting every, you know, micro-credentials every two weeks. Uh, those meetings are really important because you're seeing all of this technology in the context of the, of the system that you're working in and uh, at least within the community of the state. Uh, it's also important to uh, connect with what's happening locally and so sort of Seattle-Tacoma has a lot of uh, education innovation spaces, uh, like Startup EDU and um, organizations like that. I also uh, read a lot of blogs, and so I subscribe to blogs and to listservs. And uh, I have to be careful with that because I often think that I subscribe to a wide variety of viewpoints, and in, in, in some ways I do, you know, people who are um, really gung-ho for any kind of commercial technology to people who are probably would be considered Luddites. That, But the fact of the matter is I'm still participating in a community that communicates through blogs, which is kind of a, kind of a niche thing anyhow. Uh, so I think it's important to, to be participating in community, but also to recognize that you can wander into echo chambers and hear what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. That's good. I like that point. Speaking of uh, blogs related to education, are there any um, recommendations that you have for? Yes, there is. And so, so, <laughs> so, so, um, so I try to use a blog as kind of a hub and a connecting point. And so I have a blog um, called Brainstorm in Progress at www.jeffkane.com. And that um, that blog also has links to other blogs that I follow, which I think is important. And um, there are there are people on that list who are surprised that they're on that list, and there are people who consider me an old friend. Uh, there's also a link to uh, I moved from Twitter to Mastodon recently because I'm really interested in the federated internet rather than the uh, a centralized internet. And so on that blog, I have a link to uh, my Mastodon account and my blog and Mastodon kind of post to each other as well. JeffKane.com. dot com. Go to his, uh, go to his blog. Uh, check it out. I've, I've read uh, quite a few articles on there and uh, quite entertaining, quite, um, it makes you think makes you think about uh, what you're what you're doing uh, I for me the way that I try to stay up to date and incorporate um, innovations and technologies and strategies 
is uh, just to hop on uh, what Kristen said is the social media. Uh, I found that LinkedIn uh, has done like a 180 since when I first started using it maybe 10 years ago. But right now, uh, lots of it's kind of like a Facebook feed, but all of the uh, posts are uh, related to you know things that um, are are helpful for me uh, working in education. Um, there's a lot of LinkedIn influencers <laughs> that are um, providing a lot of good information about teaching and learning. Uh, I'm especially following the things about ChatGPT and generative AI. Um, there's a lot of nice uh, posts on there about that. I also listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I find that that's a good way to digest information, especially if you're busy doing something or you're on the go, as I'm sure all of you are. Uh, doing something while you're listening to this and not to take away from our subscribers. Uh, I was just going to list off a couple of uh, great podcasts um, related to education that I listen to. And uh, I could probably talk, you know, in more detail about what each of these are um, later on. But uh, just to run through the list of the ones that I have on my phone right now that I'm subscribed to. Uh, the first one is the Block Podcast. Uh, there's one called Professor Game, which relates to gamification. Uh, the Easy EdTech podcast. This is a really nice one that focuses mostly on K through 12, but um, there could be some some things that you could utilize if you're uh, in higher education. The Cult of Pedagogy uh, podcast. Dr. Luke Hobson works at MIT, I believe, and he's a um, instructional designer there. And so he um, he has a lot of uh, good hands-on practical tips uh, for anybody who's doing that kind of work. The TLD cast, and then lastly, um, Educator Insights are the ones that I'm currently listening to every week. And um, that is how I'm trying to stay up to date. And we'll put these in the show notes for you all. The show. All right. We have one more question for today. As we embark on this podcast journey together. What topics and themes are you most excited to explore with our listeners? And how do you hope Simon Says Educate will impact the CPTC community and beyond? Some of the themes that I'm really interested in in education are tools that help build relationships and connections between people, because I think education is a relationship. And um, so tools that facilitate connections are good, and tools that facilitate one-way dumps of information uh, are not as useful. And so I'm interested right now in things like open pedagogy, student-driven curricula, and projects like uh, DS106. Look that up. That would that'd be a good example of open pedagogy and student-driven curricula uh, and domain of one's own. So taking uh, having students take control of their own data and their own spaces on the internet. So for me, my main interest, as you could probably guess from what I was speaking about earlier, is gamification. And so I will bring that lens to whatever conversation that we are going to be having. Uh, we'll also keep you up to date on any sort of gamification that we are using or implementing here uh, at the college. I also said I'm interested in the generative AI. So anything in that realm is, is something that I will always uh, want to talk about. 
and think is important for us to talk about um, as we move on into the future. Uh, the unknown future, we don't know uh, what things are going to happen and how things are going to be, but um, I believe that it's important to stay on top of these technologies, and that's what uh, I think we hope to do with this podcast is to bring a little bit more um, spotlight on these these emerging trends in education. Something we haven't addressed yet that I think might be important to share with our listeners is that we're all educators first. We've all been in the classroom for significant amounts of time at varying ages and levels. So I think it's important to know that as we go into these conversations, we're approaching it from multiple areas, the classroom, from an instructional and curriculum design perspective, and then also from an administrative perspective. I think that education, and especially higher education, is is going to have the most significant shift that it's probably ever had in the next 10 to 20 years. I don't think that we'll be able to look back at higher education <clears throat> um, and see too much similarities, especially in technical and community college education. I think employers are requiring different things of us as an institution that we have to be nimble and adjust so that we're giving them what they need. Um, I think we as a nation have seen a steep decline in enrollment across all higher ed. Well, pretty much. There's a few exceptions in there. But I think in response to that, we have to figure out why. Because we've we've become irrelevant to a pocket of people. And I think that I be, obviously I believe in higher ed. I believe in education, but I do think that the landscape is changing. And I, I, I see it going back to maybe how it started 70 or 80 years ago, where it's vocation focused, like Clover Park started as a vocational school um, within the high school's I think we're moving away from that exactly, but I just think it's going to be different and we have to be ready to support um, teaching and learning, however that looks in the future. And I'm excited to hit those themes as we build the new landscape of higher ed and how we serve our community in that process. And so before we sign off today uh, for our first episode of The Simon Says educate podcast we want to leave you all with some nice uh, resources that we are interested in uh, and we are calling this segment simon says check it out so the first uh, the first thing we have is feedly which is an rss reader and what that allows you to do is that allows you to subscribe to websites so like a news service it will it will uh, pick up that rss feed um, or a blog. And uh, I use it pretty extensively. I have it, I have all of my feeds categorized. I have open education, and then just personally, I have news, humanities, that sort of thing. So it's a very useful tool. It allows you to catch up on uh, blogs without going through bookmarks, and um, it helps me stay informed. Uh, I am going to talk about uh, one of the 
influencers that I follow on LinkedIn. I just found out about them about a month or two ago, but they've consistently uh, provided really useful resources for things related to ChatGPT. So um, lots of lots of prompts, uh, especially there are some prompts that can help you to um, combine ChatGPT and MidJourney, uh, which uh, have been very helpful for me. Um, and the person's name is Ruben Hasid, R-U-B-I-N-H-A-S-S-I-D. I recommend following him if you are on LinkedIn. So mine is really basic. I'm taking us back to the 90s where teachers actually drew on their whiteboards. But if you teach at a community or technical college, you know you're shoving your your pens in your bag as you transfer classrooms back and forth, especially if you're adjunct faculty. So I also have um, an obsession with stationery and pens. So it's apropos that my first like suggestion is a whiteboard marker. So it's Crayola Take Note, the dry erase marker. You can get 12 for $12 on Amazon. And they're super vibrant and they're very erasable and they last a long time. They even have a window to see how much ink you have left in them. So I'm also looking for a Crayola sponsorship. I love you. Please sponsor me. (laughs) And that wraps up another insightful episode of Simon Says Educate. Thank you for joining us today as we delved into the fascinating world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights to inspire your own educational journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Remember to join us again next week as we continue to explore innovative strategies and share inspiring stories from the CPTC community. Until then, I'm Simon, your AI host, reminding you to never stop learning and growing. Take care, and see you next time on Simon Says Educate.